Yeah, he's getting ran over. You <laughs> actually got Ionetta to say something. I that was crazy. Hot sauce. Fuck you. Welcome to Blake Street Banter. One of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are just along for the ride. James, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Kirky, say what up. What up? We are here with the final episode of season 2020, COVID, all the nonsense, the season that doesn't count because now it counts. Um, what a shitty season. Like, just going to start there. Just a shitty season. We were in control of our destiny going into the D-back series. We had, if we won out, we were probably in the playoffs. Like, it played out, we would have been in the playoffs. And we couldn't win four in a row. And here we are, not watching the Rockies tomorrow. Well, it goes way before that. I mean, we had 50 games left, the best record in baseball. And you can't play 500 ball after that? Yeah, it's just – it's disappointing all around. It's just – I don't know, man. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to say about it. It's just <clears throat> kind of sad that we are that far away from being a competitive team. But, like, we're so close, though. You know, like, if you think about it, we're so close with Fuentes coming on. Tapia figured it out. Like, if our studs would have just – done their thing like Blackman, Arenado, Murphy would have not murfed all around. We were so close. We have so many highlights that we can just lean on, but it's not gonna it's gonna be all for naught next year. Like no way. Yeah. And we were talking about Blackman having maybe a four hundred season and he barely got three hundred. Yeah. Below it. I mean Yeah, Blackman really kinda well I don't know. He's still hit 300 for 60 games, so there's something to be said about that, but at the same time, it's just, uh, I don't know, Blackman, Arenado, nobody really played that well besides, you know, the guys you mentioned, Fuentes, Tapia, Story. Um, but beyond that, it was just kind of just a disappointment for everybody. Yeah, so that being said, do we want to get into our end of the season? And reward stuff absolutely james thank you for asking i was just i was just on edge of like come on let's, let's fucking do this right so our first award that we're gonna go around is um the bullpen what was who was the star bullpen piece for you this season um right off the bat i i was going to say almonte um he had the best uh, ERA, I think uh, his whip was really good. I, I wish I had my notes here, but uh, Almonte really impressed me, and he's just got that kind of it factor that I like. Um, but I think I, if I was going to give an award, it'd probably be to Daniel Bard because he was six for six save opportunities, and that's something to be said for, and that's kind of the most important stat out of the bullpen. Yeah, that's yeah. All- that's where I was going was Daniel Bard comeback story ERA could have been a little bit better but ERA when you're a reliever doesn't matter that much especially when you only have 60 games so he came back did his thing and it was fun to watch he got in some jams but he worked out of it so that's always nice as a Rockies because usually when you get in a jam Wade Davis blows it so it's nice to see somebody close the door 
And that chest hair, the unbuttoned, three buttoned down, like, hey, I'm at the beach hanging out, cannot get enough of that. Am I right? Like, just just sexiness alone kind of bar, gives Bard the award. But I am giving the award to Amante. Dude is a shut down piece in the Belton. So your notes here, Kirk, I got you. 293 ERA in 27 innings, 23 Ks with a whip of 1.12. Dude, man, yeah. right now sitting on Instagram, uh, sipping on some Blue Label Johnny Walker, just just basking in his in his uh, season. Like, dude was lights out when he came on. He was, and he's electric too. He has a certain swag that you just want to watch. It was, it was fun. I yeah, Almonte Almonte was definitely um, a very positive of this season and something to look forward to going into next year is, like, we might have a, a stud reliever sitting there for us. That that whip is really good. It was by far the best on our team, if I remember correctly. Um, so, definitely, I'm excited for him moving forward, for sure. He is one that we keep on on the roster. Um, next, next award, the starter. We had five, five, six, seven, whatever. Five starters, who is your stud of COVID-2020 season? Sensatello, without a doubt. He finished B-War ahead of, ahead of people like uh, DeGrom, people like Bauer. Finished ahead of them, and I don't think any of us expected that. Um, so Sensatello walks away with it uh, for starter of the year, for sure. Yeah, I think that's just kind of obvious. I mean, he just came out and – dominated really um and but there's also i just want to give a shout out to herman marquez because he still had a great year and it was nice seeing kyle freeland bounce back and be a possible solid starter in our rotation instead of you know bouncing around from triple a and stuff so those are both positives but Sensatella just he deserves any sort of reward that um that starters getting for us. I mean, Cindy, right? Um, just incredible season. Came out of nowhere. He uh, so fun little stat was. Let's see if I got it here. He had a WAR of two point eight, which was sixth in the whole MLB and third in pitching. So, just being in that conversation means something, especially for Cindy coming out of literally nowhere. Nobody really expected much of him this year. A width of 1.2 and an ERA of 3.44 in 71 innings. Like, and, like, the innings, I think, was, like, the fourth or fifth most in the major leagues this year. Marquez was number one in the most innings pitch. So, dude, out there, full 71 innings. And, like, his starts at the end of the se season were fantastic. Like, that complete game piece, come on, man. That was great. I just wanted to say, like, um, that's kind of the downside to the year having a shortened season is you don't really get to see these these guys play out their good years you know like Sensatella he could have put up a historical year as far as starting Rockies go you know and then just kind of cut short so yeah I mean we would love to see seasons continue like that but then at the same time we started 11 and 3 and then we ended the way we did and now we probably don't want to watch it anymore <laughs> right um <laughs> Defensive player, defensive player of the year. Who do you got? It's got to be Arenado again. I think he led the league in 
run saved defensively. So a lot of things to say about Arenado this year and what's going on, but defensively he, he showed up and showed out again. Yeah, it's got to be Arenado. I mean, story was still pretty phenomenal, um, but Arenado, it's just that he was a little bit inconsistent, well, very inconsistent with the bat this year, but the glove was always there and it will be there. So that's until he falls off, he's going to be the defensive MVP every year, I think. I... I want to go out there and tell all the haters that said Nato is tanking for to get back at Brightage a big middle finger because that's completely BS. You don't go out there and do what he did defensively if you have an agenda, a revenge agenda out on the GM. So shut your mouth. You're an idiot. My actual defensive player is Fuentes. Dude came out of nowhere. Total, total zone runs, kind of like the thing that you just said about Nato. He was second in the NL with five right behind Rizzo and right ahead of Goldie, two fantastic first basemen. And I think if you would have extended his season, like if he would have played more than the 20, 30 games that he did into a full 60 and been able to do it, it was good. And just the gut feeling I had when he was out there instead of McMahon or Murph or, yeah, one of those two, I think that just means something for me. Just like, like maybe it's the I'm sick, or I've seen Nato continue to do it type piece and here's the new guy um but Fuentes has earned his last name he's no longer the cousin he is Fuentes and we all need to know about it offensive player of the year who do you got going off that it's Josh Fuentes um he was such a huge surprise and he finished September so hot and did it defensively so to me offensively it has to be Fuentes early on of course, Chuck was doing his thing, but he fizzled out so hard that, unfortunately, just, you know, didn't finish the season the way we wanted to, uh, didn't live up to the hype. And I think Fuentes just, when when times were tough, showed up and showed out. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Trevor Story, which seems kind of like an easy pick, but um, dude is just uh, – just spoiler alert, he's my MVP, too. Like, the dude is just amazing. Um, he might even, like, be better than Arenado all around, which is crazy to say. Um, but he also had 15 stolen bases. I Like, the sky is the limit for that dude. And he is just an all-around great player. Um, I believe led our team in, in uh, RBIs. And um, he's just – just saw it all around and played well all year long. Yeah, mine is also Trevor Story. Uh, he did not lead the team in RBIs. He led it in pretty much everything else. Led the team in runs with 41, eight, hit 68, doubles 13, four triples, led, 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 led. Led the team in home runs. The only one to hit double digits home run at Coors, 11. RBIs is 28, but he's hitting two hole the entire time. Um, we're half the games we didn't really have a leadoff hitter and I he even led the team in walks yeah led the team in walks with five was high in strikeouts but whatever led the team in OPS he led the team he led the team he led the team he led the team offensively he he was like he was guaranteed a hit every single day and dude was just a stud and like his 
Like, come on, man. It just calms, calms the nerves, right? Like you, Kirk, he is also my MVP. The next award, MVP of the Rocky season, it goes to Trevor Story. Like, without him, it would have been abysmal. I'm not watching because he, he was pretty much the reason I was watching when Nato called a quiz or was went to the IL at the end of the season. He's great defensively, great offensively. He just wanted – he made me watch. And so, he's my MVP of the 2020 COVID-19 season. He's my MVP too. Um but to touch off something that you guys haven't is his just demeanor on the field. Like he looks like he's just having a great time playing baseball comparatively to like Nato. Nato all season long looked like he's having a miserable time playing ball. And that's just like, as a fan, like it's disappointing. I understand why he's upset, but it's just nice to see a player go out there and just compete and ball out. Yeah. Yeah. It just all around, dude, like we, we got to lock him up especially if Arenado's seen himself out, like you got to walk down story and make him a lifer because he's proven that he is the real deal. And like, he's not going away anytime soon. Um, and the, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier with, it's kind of disappointing not seeing a season play out because Trevor story could have been in the 40, 40 club this year. He would have been damn close. He would have had to push it a little bit towards the end, but he would have been damn close. He is good. He had the most errors of his career this season, which was kind of scary. But yeah, is, I I don't know. I don't know. Fantastic. I don't want to look. I don't want to look too far into that because I know a lot of those errors came very early in the year, and they're kind of just you know, not really yeah. that you know to knock his defense because I mean we all know what he does defensively too despite any sort of errors but um just all around I mean him and Lindor now because Baez Baez isn't in the conversation <laughs> and dude is about to get paid 18 and a half million dollars next year incredible so yeah those are our awards like congrats We'll send out the uh, we'll send out the little trolls trophy thing here soon. So if you just Trevor Bard Amante, if you guys just want to send your address, we'll get it to you here soon. We know you're listening. Um, so along those lines, right? We I hate saying his name. Can we just call him Thou shall not be named the GM, right? It's like, what is this off season going to do? What is a hot take? 2020 off season that thou shall not be named gonna do. That's really tough. I mean, my prediction is is that we'll we'll sign at least three over the hill veterans for <laughs> more than they're worth, and they could be position players, they could be relief pitchers, they could be starting pitchers. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with probably a couple bats. So two out of the three are are some bats um, that we add to the lineup that aren't going to do anything. Uh, maybe a relief pitcher that's probably going to fizzle out pretty quick. Um, and then, you know, before we know it, free agent money is, is out the window and we have zero wins to show for it. So I asked you to make a bold prediction, not a realistic prediction. I'm Can you sorry. try that again, please? Try yeah, that again, please. The bold prediction. I Come apologize. On. Um, so bold, play, play bold, the rules. bold prediction 
is is that Arenado is so pissed that the relationship is unsalvageable. So Bradich is going to ship him out for way less than he's worth. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I was going to go with the bold prediction is Arenado's getting shipped out and we're not going to get crap back for him. Yeah, and... hang on, wait. Is that too realistic again? <laughs> yeah. Way too realistic. Then, okay, then, bold prediction so... is, is that we sign um, – we sign – we get DJ LeMahieu back and he hits 400 next year and that's the end of story. Wow. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of just salt on the wound because we're going to ship Arenado out and then we're going to have this money to blow and then we're just going to sign some trash reliever. Well, they seem good, but they'll, they'll come here and be trash. Um, same with, you know, probably a first baseman. Um, I don't know who's on the market, but just expect to overpay them by $10 million a year. And uh, that's where we'll be. Well, Hope maybe we'll give Story a, a real contract, you know, but it's not going to happen. Maybe uh, Monfrit fires Bradich, and then we just actually hire Brad Pitt to be the GM. Not Billy Bean, but just like actually Brad Pitt. Or save, save a few money and get Jonah Hill. Now we're talking Skinny about Jonah this, Hill. Like, honestly, Skinny Jonah Hill. That would be a bold prediction. That would be really cool. Is like, hey, Bradich got fired. Bold prediction. Everybody's happy. Arenado stays. We lock up story. Everybody's happy. My bold prediction is pretty much like good news, right? I think he'll re-sign Bard. My bold prediction, he'll re-sign Bard, who is a free agent right now. He'll bring him back, and he will sign a number one, number two starter, like a Charlie Morton or um, where to go, Trevor Bauer, Jake Arrieta type. Chase Anderson would be kind of fun too. But I think he'll bring in a starter, a number one, two starter, bold prediction, one, two starter, and bring back Bard. And that's interesting, especially after hearing Trevor Bauer's um, take on Coors, the Coors effect. Like, it's it kind of makes sense why starting pitchers don't even want to come here to begin with because they know, you know, their stuff's not going to break and I'm going to get lit up here. So it's almost like we have to severely overpay starting pitchers to come here. Otherwise, it's just through whoever we develop. But that's a good thing. Like, our starting pitching – is pretty much set. Like, we have a one through four, right? We have a solid one through four. Fifth starter would – it'd be great to have Gray as our fifth starter instead of, like, our fourth. But we've established that, right? We've done good with that. It's the relievers we can't develop and the catching. We can't – we had one home run for the catching spot this year, two home runs maybe. So, it's like, what are we – it's something, right? Like, like you said, it was the – Trevor Bauer conversation. It's very interesting. Nobody wants to come here. So we do have to overpay for pitching, especially bullpen pieces. But I mean, it's yeah. the reality, right? That's, that's really like, I'm still bitter about losing Ottavino because when you see that we have a dominant reliever here, I mean, I guess that partially was his decision to get out, but you could have, you could have showed him the money and he would have stayed. But 
he was just one of those guys that proved that he could play in Coors and and be dominant, and we just let him walk. Well, the unfortunate reality is is that the front office, time and time again, has shown up to to make the wrong decision. They've had ample opportunities to make the right decisions, to make the right scouting decisions, the draft, everything. And they've literally made almost every wrong move. The only right move that they made is when they traded Corey Dickerson for Herman. That is literally the only good move the front office has made in the last six years. So, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? Yep. Yeah, that's why it was a bold prediction state segment. Focus <laughs> on the rules. We're not going down this dark road. We can go to Reddit. We can go to Twitter. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a following right now. We're not doing that. Except for right now. What's your realistic expectations for the twenty twenty offseason? Everything you said, Reset. Yeah, we'll we'll add two pieces. They're veterans over the hill. Doesn't on paper help us that much and then we just throw our hands up and say baseball gods please this is the year man this is the year and hopefully Montfort doesn't do any more analytics and extrapolating the wins like he did this past season fucking idiot yeah a little it's off it's hard to say because i mean going into this year we didn't do anything you know there was nothing done and we were just okay with coming into this year with a team that finished 20 games below 500. So I don't realistically, it's like, we're probably not going to do anything at all. It's probably sign another Matt Kemp. Who was a minor league contract, right? He was cheap. And we, there's, I swear to God, if they agree mutually with Daniel Murphy, this offseason, then we have to pay him another $12 million for one more year of this BS. I I might be no. trying to switch. Uh, There's no him. way you can, dude. I mean, he can't, I, he can't even play Jeff first. Is, bro. It's Jeff Wright is, bro. He can't even play first base. It's Jeff Wright like, is, bro. You get like a high school. Jeff Wright is, bro. He, he'll play better defense at first. It's Jeff Wright is. I swear to God, if they do, if they agree on a mutual, like, no, 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 no. Goodbyes only. All right. So off season, bold predictions, reality predictions. Let's just kind of do it now and see where we are in, in April. Bold prediction of the 2020 season. What do you got? Uh, if, if I just pick anything bold, it would be uh, Trevor Story is going to hit the 40-40 club. And that will be really dope to see for somebody like that. Um, but he's def he's got what it takes. I mean, he hits bombs and steals bases. So if anybody's going to do it, it's him. And he's right in there with Acuna and Matt Kemp in his prime, you know. My bold prediction is, is that Josh Fuentes is our starting first baseman on opening day. And his cousin... Arenado will be out of Denver by the All-Star break. Hey, that was a lot to take in right there. That was a lot wow. of good news Ar and then Arenado a lot of bad news. Arenado is Josh Puentes' cousin. That's not the other way around. Uh, I apologize. Please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go out there and say that 
Uh, Cindy and Freeland both have 15 plus wins with a sub 370 RA. That would be incredible. I am totally down for that. I'm going, I'm going 15 wins, sub 3-7. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to Blake Street Banter. Our first year doing it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Do you guys enjoy it? And Absolutely. Hopefully I, We're just I hope, talking baseball, you know? Talking rocks, baby. Just talking rocks and throwing socks. Um, thank you to the 10 listeners that have been here all season. I appreciate it. We will be back throughout the offseason with some random podcasts with updates of the Rockies some fun little videos in the off season just keep an eye out make sure you subscribe to all of the platforms twitter youtube the apple podcast that's where we get the most data so let's do that um so yeah appreciate it love you guys blake street banter is out one of us knows what the word banter means the other two are just along for the ride go 